for this year with a series called Functional Faith. If you notice the word functional has F-U-N in caps. And, and I got to thinking about this. I got to thinking, you know that life, if we're not functioning in faith, isn't fun. I, I'm guarantee you watch, you watch people. And how many people watchers we have in the house? Okay, we're watching their lives, we're, we're looking at their lives. And so uh, when you watch their lives, uh, those that are functioning in faith have much more fun than those that are not. Amen? And so we want to talk about functional faith. We're going to come at it from a variety of different ways. And, and then we're going to conclude at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, month, on the last Sunday of this month, we have a guest speaker. He was a... Um, or still is actually he is a uh, instructor at Rama Bible Training Center. He was uh, all my 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 sons, my uh, our worship pastors, and my daughter-in-law. Uh, it was all of our instructor. He's great, fantastic. Doug Jones. He'll be here at the end of the at, at the end of the month, and he'll be speaking. And so we're excited about that. So please do not miss any of this. Uh, what a way to start out the year in faith. Isn't that right? We need to start out in faith, believing God for great things. And so I want to go ahead and jump into what uh, I believe that God's put in my heart for us today. And I want to talk about functional faith. And I want to give you two scriptures leading off today. Uh, They're very small, short scriptures, very familiar, hopefully, for you that are reading your Bible. By the way, I want to challenge you to get in some type of reading plan, a Bible reading plan, and kick it off. And uh, and I, I think that it's so important. We're going to understand that a little bit more as I get into today. Uh, that we need to have a Bible reading plan. Uh, for years, we've done, gone through the Bible, and the past few years, I've gone through the New Testament. Uh, only just gone through the New Testament, and you know, of course, throughout the year I'm studying throughout the Bible. But I uh, went through the New Testament once, and then I'd go through the Proverbs twelve times a year, and then through the Psalm, the Book of uh, Psalms, uh, twice a year. And so I've been doing that several years. This year I'm going back, and we're going to go. My wife and I are going to go be going through the whole Bible uh, reading plan. You go on. There's apps that you can download. You need to get the Word of God in you. And and we're going to talk about the importance of the word today and throughout this series and, and how it will make a life-changing impact in our lives. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, some of you may know this without even bringing it up. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And so God says that we're to be walking by faith and not by sight. Uh, Hebrews 10, 38. It says this, it says, Now the just, the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And if we understand why, why God says my soul has no pleasure in him, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. So we've got to operate in faith. It's interesting that Pastor Bobby mentioned that uh, during a, a moment of exhortation up there, that we need to approach God in faith, that God's not moved by need, but he's moved by faith. Amen? Amen? Amen. 
And so, uh, and, and because God, it brings no pleasure to God when we're operating outside or functioning outside of faith. So we need to function in faith. And that's what we're going to be talking about this year. The problem is, is that we allow ourselves to be, to walk by and to be led by a variety of different things in life instead of by faith. Isn't that right? Let me give you a list of some things just kicking off this year, just starting some of the things that maybe some of you have reckon, will recognize that uh, maybe that lead your life, govern your life, direct your life, influence your life. And I, I, I'm going to say, I'm saying your life, but really all of us have probably been there from in one area or another. But here's one, first of all, is circumstances. Isn't that right? Yeah. Instead of being uh, walking by faith and walking and living by uh, faith, we walk and live by our circumstances. Whatever our circum- circumstances are dictating at that present time is what, where our life goes. And instead of what God's saying through his word. And we know this about scripture. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And by hearing the word of God. And so we need the, the constant influence and the constant intake of the word of God in our life. So that faith is continually coming into our life. Faith doesn't come by having heard. It comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing. We need to hear the word of God all the time. It never needs to get old. Amen. And so I want us to make a commitment this year to get in the word, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. We need to get a, a reading plan. Uh, get on, get a Bible app. So many of you uh, read your Bibles off of your devices. Get a good Bible app. Uh, there's plenty out there, and so they, you, you can get a good reading plan. Instead of being governed by your circumstances, man, uh, we need to be governed and led by God. Isn't that right? Uh, circumstances are going to lead you to no good place. It's not going to lead you into a place of greatness, a, a place where you're going to be effective in your life. Uh, and I'm going, I'm going to tell you, there's many times where people come to me and will say, well, you know, I, you know, my circumstances are as this, and therefore I can't do that. And I'm thinking, well, what's God want you to do? Amen. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are telling you. What is it that God's telling you to do? Where's your faith? Is your faith in, in, in your circumstances or is it in God? And so we need to be in tune to what God's saying. That's why we need the Word of God. Secondly is comfort. Man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people are sitting in bed right now, comfortable in their bed. Isn't that right? Because they stayed up too late. Sucking sud, smoking dope. I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. But they're, they're, I mean, the, the, battle, the battle of the blankets got hold of them. And, and, they, and the blankets tore them up. They're in bed, in comfort. But a lot of people, seriously, they are being governed by what's comfortable rather than what God is directing. I'm sure some of the things, as you go back in the Bible, that's why it's so important to get in the Bible, is you get in the Bible and some of the things that God asked different people to do throughout history, that it was uncomfortable for them. To go fight giants, to go possess lands, to go deliver people out of bondage and slavery, to, to do the variety of different things that God asked of his people in life. It was uncomfortable to them. And I have this saying that I feel like God gave me a long time ago is that we need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
We need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable, allowing God to cause us to get out of our boat and walk on water and whatever that water may be in our life. But we need to become uncomfortable in, in, in our life and quit seeking out comfort. I'm going to tell you, if you're seeking comfort, you're not being led by faith because faith's going to take you out of your comfort zone. It's going to lead you in some places that it's very uncomfortable in life. Thirdly, the third thing that I just want to share with you in that uh, is insecurities. Oh, how many people are led by their insecurities in life. And we all have some of those demons. We have some insecurities. All of us, all of us are growing in Christ in areas of our life where we're insecure. We cannot allow those insecurities to lead and direct and govern our life. Whatever they may be in our life, we cannot allow them to dictate our life. We have to function in faith. We have to go ahead and operate in faith in order to see God's best in our life. Are you guys ready for 2017? Then we've, we've, got to, we, we've got to deal with those insecurities, allow God to work in our life, work out those insecurities in our life, and move forward. And I need to hurry. Last, this is a biggie. By the way, this is just a small list that govern a lot of people's lives. But the last one is fear. How many people allow fear? And by the way, fear is a spirit. There's a demonic force behind it that governs people. The spirit of fear. God's not giving us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. Amen. And we don't go out and do things that God wants us to do because of fear. Grips our heart, grips our life, paralyzes us, keeps us back, holds us back because of fear. Fear the giants, fear the, the opposition, fear the, the pressure, fear of the responsibilities. Whatever the fear may be, it holds us back. So here's what I want to do, guys. I want to I talk to us about functioning faith. And, and uh, I want us to talk about this. And it's very important what it does, how it impacts our life. And so I've entitled this message today, I've entitled it, Living in God's Vision. Faith creates vision, or the Word of God creates vision in our life. Vision of what can be and should be and what God wants to be in our life. Instead of the fears and the insecurities and the circumstances that we're in presently, God's Word, when we receive it and we're allowing it to come into our life, creates a vision for what can be and should be and what God wants to be in our life. That's what the word will do. And it gives us faith. And faith will uh, cause us to take those steps and start living that away and, and walking that away and moving that away to where God wants us. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Yes, Rather than circumstances that hold us back, keep us pinned down and and pressed down and suppressed in our life rather than that God wants to move us out into into possess the lands that he has for us to to grow a life-giving church that reaches a loss uh disciples are found equips uh, the next generation amen that's what God wants us to do I don't care if you're young or old it doesn't matter your age I'm telling you the word of God will impact your life and, and let me speak to the parents just for a moment. Didn't mean to go there, but I'm going to go there. You guys need to get the word in your children's lives. The word of God is life. It's, it's not limited. It's unlimited. If we'll just impart it into our children's life, train them in the way that they should go. 
Instruct them in the ways. When you get up, when you go lay down, when you're walking, you instruct them in the ways of the Lord. Amen? Why? Because you're setting them free to be everything God wants them to be. The Word of God will do that. It'll change our circumstances. It paints a picture of what can be, should be, what God wants to be in our lives. That's what, that's what the Word of God does. It, it's a vision. It creates vision. So it's, I want to talk to us today about living in faith and how, uh, how, it, how, how functioning in faith uh, actually uh, uh, causes a vision to take place and we start living in that vision. And so I want to read a couple of scriptures really quick, really quick. Okay, so Habakkuk, let me go start there. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, we'll start there. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. Verse 3, it says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, wait for it. I'm going to say it again. Wait for it. It's coming. Wait for it. Don't give up on it. Wait for it. Because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. Verse 4 says this. It says, Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but, and it ties faith with vision, the just shall live by faith. And I'm going to tell you that's what vision does. One more scripture, Proverbs 29, 18 It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Happy is he. Now notice that word happy. It also means blessed, fortunate, and enviable. Enviable. It means that God wants us to be above the rest. He wants us to be envied by those that don't know Christ so that they start pursuing the Christ that we do know. Amen? That's what he wants from our life. And so let me just share some thoughts with you in, in, in our time together today. I want to talk to you about functional faith in God's vision. First of all, number one, this is what he'll do in our life. Functional faith in God's vision will do this. It will create a capacity for our life. It creates a capacity, what we can handle in life. What we can handle what we can handle faith capacity is our as our is what our life can handle and i thought about this i thought I thought about a number of different illustrations but i thought about when god came to visit gideon and he says listen i want you to do something gideon and i want to use you and i want you to be an instrument instrument of mine and gideon initially he thought there's no way has God ever approached you or maybe you read something from his word and it's like, and you just almost excused it. You almost just bypassed it. You almost just read over it because how's that going to ever happen for me? And I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of people that because they don't allow the word of God to, to go and abide in them. That they, they, they just bypass it and they go uh, away from what God wants to do. And let me tell you, the word reveals what we can handle in our life. What God wants to do in our life. The capacity of what God wants to do in our life. That's what the word of God wants to do in our life. And so God spoke to Gideon. He said, listen, you're a mighty man of valor. He says, who's, who, 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 who,
man, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm a nothing and my family's a nothing. And, and, and God says, I'm going to take you and I'm going to use you in a mighty, mighty way. And he did that. Remember when he, when God approached Moses, the same thing was with Moses. And he, and he went to, he went to Moses and he says, I want you to deliver my people. And, 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 and he says, I, I stutter, you know, I can't do that. And, and, and throughout history, you see that happening. And other times, man, there's some times where other people don't see it. Remember David, when, when uh, Samuel was going to go, uh, he was going to go anoint one of uh, uh, Jesse's sons as a king. And they lined up all the sons, supposedly. Yeah. And, and, and Samuel went, nope, not him, not him, not him, not him, not him, not him. Is this all? And he says, no, I've got one. He's one more. He's out there tending sheep. He's, you know, that's all he's good for. Take care of the sheep. Go bring him. Go bring him in. And, 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 and they brought him in and he said, oh, this is the one. And anointed him king. And let me tell you something. David knew God. David knew God. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he would come against the armies of the living God. Teenager, about 17 years old, went out there and took down a giant and gave, uh, gave the Israelites victory over the Philistines because he knew his God. He saw the capacity of what he could do in God. Too often we're looking at what we can do and what we can accomplish and what we can move in and, and we miss the capacity of what God wants to do in our life. And I, I'm telling you that, and that happens in many areas. I remember the first, the first counseling appointment that I had after pioneering church on the move years and years ago. It was a couple that uh, wanted some marriage counseling. Actually, it was the wife that wanted it and talked the husband to coming in. And let me just say something, men, be men. Be men of God. Be people of faith. Stand up and be the, the man that God wants you to be. Get into the word. Be in the word. Obey the word. Follow the word. Function in faith. Step out when you're supposed to step out. Be uncomfortable when you're supposed to be uncomfortable. Go beyond your insecurities. All of us have them. Some of the most insecure people are men. And you need to get out beyond that insecurity and start walking in faith and, and, and bring that giant down. Amen? And so anyway, brought him in. You could tell he was there reluctant. Had no smile on his face. He's like, my God. It's like, my goodness gracious. I almost looked at the woman and says, uh, he, you sure you want to be married to this guy? Because I'm serious. He was, he was, he was mean looking. And, uh, and she had, she has, and again, we're a young church. We, we hadn't been probably in existence just a few months. And, and she liked the church and she was getting the word and she was starting to grow. And, 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 and she brought her husband in and, and, uh, and, and, you know, need counseling where, where our marriage is hurting. And, and, uh, and so I brought, uh, you know, she brought him in and we're sitting there and I'm looking at him and looking at her and, you know, she's, she's being hopeful and he's being like, I'm here, but I ain't listening. 
I'm not here. You know, you can be, there's a lot of people, you know this, you can be, you can be married to each other, but you be divorced uh, emotionally and divorced in your mind and you're just somewhere else. You're doing other things. You're, you're, you're there physically, but you're out somewhere else doing something. You know what I'm saying? Well, he wasn't there. I mean, there was nobody home. And say, I'm sitting there trying to counsel the guy, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to show him the capacity of what they could have in their marriage. What, you know, that God wants it to be rich and blessed. And some of you have been around for a long time. You've heard me say that your honeymoon ought to be the worst day of your life because it ought to be getting better from that point on. Isn't that right? Can I have an amen in the house? And so, so you know, uh, in their case, it was, it was just going, I mean, it was down at the bottom already. And I could tell as I started talking and there was absolutely no flow. I just kept hitting the wall. No flow. And I just, you know, I just said, listen, sir. I did. I just listened. And back then I was extremely, extremely just blunt and, and, and then, if you didn't like it, tough, you know. And uh, I, just, I just told him, I said, listen, the counsel that I'm going to give you is going to be from the Word of God. And if you're unwilling to cooperate with it, it is not going to do us any good. I said, and I just asked him, I said, are you willing to take the counsel that I'm going to give you from God's Word? He said, no. I said, then we're done here. Amen. And, and, and that was it. It ticked his wife off. She left. She never, she never came back. I didn't give up on him, but I couldn't help him. If he was closed-minded, his heart was closed, he didn't want to be there, he didn't want to listen, then I was not able to help him. I'm going to tell you that happens so many times. So many times in church, I'm giving a message. It may not be one-on-one, but too many times we hear what God's saying and we just say, nope, I'm not willing to hear that part. I'll take that other part, but I'm not going to take that part because it messes with my comfort zone. It just, it's uncomfortable. I don't want it messing with my relationships, with my money, with my, my time, my talents. You know what I'm saying? My habits. Well, I like, I like, I like, I just like it too much. I just like, I like, you know, I like doing these things too much. Man, I'm talking to the wrong crowd. Okay. I am, I know. I understand. Some of you already feel a little uncomfortable. So our capacity, God has so much more for us, but many times we limit God and we stay where we're at because we're not getting the word of God and allowing it to just uh, penetrate and soak into our hearts and become one with the word and us one with it, it with us. Amen. That when we're walking through life and we're, we're taking these steps through life, that it's the Word of God living through us and walking through us. And it's God's Word that we're walking out and living out. Amen. 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 And so, number one, foundational faith is God's vision for our capacity of life. Number two, it's for our quality of life. Our quality, our quality, our quality, our quality. Our quality of life, our quality of life is determined by the faith that we function in. Don't you know that? 3 John 2, I love this. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. How many things? In our marriages, 
in our minds, our health, our finances, in all things. And that you would be in health just as your soul prospers. How do we have a prosperous soul? By the word of God. By feeding on it. We shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's the very thing that nurtures and nourishes our life is the God's word. When we get into the word of God, when it's right side up. When we get into God's word and we feed on the word and we allow it to come in and impact our life, our habits, our, our decisions. And we start believing it. And we start speaking it. What is faith? Faith is believing and speaking according to 2 Corinthians 4.13. That we believe and therefore we speak. Amen. And when we believe and speak, it impacts, our, it impacts our, our, our decisions in the way that we live, in the way that we walk out things in life. Our actions. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is better than, I'm telling you, it's better than I hearing from you. Amen. 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 And so... I, I, we've had, uh, our team has had this decision many times over. You, it's, it's our commitment. It's our commitment as a team, as our pastors and our, our leaders, our small group leaders. It's our commitment to, to help you to have a prosperous soul. To feed you with the word of God. To teach you the word of God. To impart into you the word of God. Why? So that you would prosper and be in health in every way in your life, in all things. God wants that for you so that you have functioning faith, so that you have a vision of what God wants for you. He, 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 he paints this vision of what your marriage could be and should be. If you'll, just, if you'll get the word of God in you, it paints this vision of how it can be better. There's a better quality of life than you're living now. And we've had this discussion many times as a team that, you know, there's some people's lives. There's just so much drama. Woo, buddy, buddy. Drama, drama, drama. It's like, who needs the soaps, man? Let's go to so-and-so's house. Just drama, drama. All the time, just drama. And it's because the drama's there because... They're not allowing the word of God to paint that picture in their heart of how what God wants for them. And, and therefore, they're not taking the steps and living out the word in their life. And so there's all this drama going on in life, all this struggle and challenge. And we need to understand, we're going to talk about this through this series, but we need to understand that the principles of God, the, 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 the promises of God, the values of God work in our life. It works if we'll work them. Amen. We got to believe it. We got to speak it. And we got to start walking it out in our life. Right. And as we do, then we'll have the results that God says that we can have through his word. Let it pay, paint a different picture. Maybe, maybe your situation stinks right now. Get a better, better picture of what it is. Yeah. Don't look at what you see. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Don't walk by the sight that you see with your physical eyes. Walk by the sight that you see through God's word, those spiritual eyes. God, uh, Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus that God would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened that they might see what is the hope of his calling. 
What is the riches of his glory? What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Who believe? And if we'll get that, embrace it, and get in the word, it'll make an impact. Every day I get in the word. Not one day of my life. Not because I'm a preacher. Way before I was a preacher, I did this. But I do it as a, as a, as, as a it's my life. My soul's anchored to it. I No longer am I walking according to uh, man's wisdom. I want to walk according to God's wisdom because it works. There's a better quality of life that I have. And I have so many illustrations and I cannot share them all. But I will say this. I remember. Oh, no, I can't. Let's go on. Oh, yeah. Let me just back up. Let me give you Isaiah. This is a cool scripture. I love Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. If you'll be willing, if you'll have the right attitude behind it, if you'll be willing, willingness, having the right attitude, not only obedience. How many of you know that obedience is, 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 is important? But attitude behind your obedience is just as important. When my son was young, we'd ask him to go out and mow the lawn or go out and throw the trash. It wasn't enough for him to just obey if he ever had an attitude behind it, he would meet his favorite friend, the rod of correction. And, 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 and so, you know, it's because he needed a great... He's not in here. And he's... Uh, y'all are looking for him. I want verification. That's what I can see out of your eyes. Verification. I need a witness. I need a witness. Uh-huh. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. And, uh, and so anyway, son, you were, oh, I did it. No, but you did it with the wrong attitude. It doesn't bring the best of the land in your life. We need to let the word of God deal with all of us, the, the, our attitude and our actions. We need to believe that God's word is best thing for us, regardless of what it's demanding or, or putting a demand on our life for that it's best thing for us. The rich young ruler walked away sad at what God said. He walked away sad because Jesus asked him to, to give up something. But man, had he stuck around, God had so much better for him. The capacity of what God had for him was much greater than what he could supply himself. Amen. If he would have just walked in faith. Are you with me? And we're going to, this year, I want us all walking in faith, functioning in faith, making sure that we're having not only the, the capacity that God wants for us, but the quality that he has for us. Amen. Amen. And then thirdly, I just want to give you this. Did I finish this? I didn't. I didn't. Isaiah chapter 1, verse uh, 20. We'll go on. It says, if you'll be willing and obedient, you eat the best of land. But if you resist and rebel, attitude, action. Attitude, action. Resisting is an attitude. Rebellion is a... uh, Resisting is an attitude. Uh, Rebellion is an action. And it says you will be devoured. It will begin to eat away at your life. Suck away the quality of life that God has for you and I. All right, number three. Just quickly, I'm just going to give you this. Functioning faith is God's vision for our experience of life. Our experiences. God wants us to have great experiences. He wants us to experience life. 
One of, the, one of the things that we work hard at is that people would, when they come here on Sunday mornings, that they would experience life. Yeah. The life of Christ. There's nothing like it. And, and, and how do we experience uh, life of Christ? Through his word in faith. Uh, we cannot do it outside of, of his word in faith. It's when we walk in faith. If we draw back, he has no pleasure in us. But let me tell you what happens when we start walking in faith, living by faith. It begins to impact our lives, our experiences that we have during life. I say this all the time. I am one of the blessed, most blessed individuals on the face of this earth. Not because of the things that we have, but because of the the, the experiences that I get to enjoy throughout life. I have some of the greatest relationships in life. I believe that God has so, so much more for me. And I'm, I've, I've only begun to scrape the surface of those relationships. Uh, but that's what life is really made of is relationships. At the end of life, we're not, looking about, we're not looking at what all we accumulated. We're looking at our relationships. Were they good? Were they bad? Who's going with me to heaven? Amen. Because I'm moving. I'm packing up. I'm leaving this place and I'm going to another. Who's going to be going with me? Amen. That's what it's all about. And so, so we, we want to have great experiences here. God wants us to have great experiences here. I want you to see it from Scripture. Don't just believe me, but let's see it. Psalm 1611. Uh, Pastor v- Vicki quoted, uh, quoted part of this this morning. It says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now, interesting, that word life there, it means more than just being alive, existing. It's, it, it means more than that. What it means is health, happiness, prosperity, and vitality. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's health, there's happiness, there's prosperity, and there's a vitality. There's, you're alive, man. Yeah. You ever, you ever uh, came, yeah, never mind. Uh, but I, you ever seen anybody, you just see them, it's like, man, they're the, they're, they're the walking dead. They're here, but they've checked out already. They're just waiting for their bodies to, to, to do the same. It's almost like they've already died. They just, you know, their body hasn't been notified yet. Isn't that right? They've checked out in their marriage. They've checked out in, 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 in life, in God, in everything. It's just they checked out. And, and God says, I want you to experience life. And there's a path that he has in us. And we're going to revisit this scripture, by the way. But uh, he wants us to experience his fullness of joy. Outside of faith, we do not experience that joy. It's only when we're living in faith. And one more scripture, and then I'll close with this. Because very few people, I believe, very few people will experience the fullness of what God has designed and desired for their lives. And that there's far too many people wandering in the wilderness instead of living in the, in the promised land in, in their life. Far too many people. John chapter 6, verse 63. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. life. Today, make a commitment to get into the word of God. To get into God's presence. To seek God. We're going to be doing some things uh, this year. I, I tell you, if you'll let me pastor you, there's a lot of people that come to our church that don't let me pastor them. Yeah. 
You come, you're more than welcome here. I love you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to feed you. If you'll let me, I'll do those things. But you don't let me pastor you. If you'll let me pastor you, I'll help you to experience all the various things that I believe that, that uh, I, I, I declared over your life today that can be. If you'll let God come in and paint a picture of what could be by his word, your life will be totally different. There's some things that I want to encourage you that's going to be taking place. We've got 21 days of prayer and fasting that will be taking place. We are kicking it off next week. Next Sunday, we're kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting. The following week after that, or the Saturday following, for the next three Saturdays following after that. Not this coming Saturday, okay? On the 14th, 21st, and 28th, those three Saturdays, we're going to come together on Saturday morning for an hour, and we're just going to seek God together. We're going to seek God. Let's get serious like we've never gotten serious before about seeking God. Not only in his word, but also in prayer. Come together. Let's, let's seek God. Let's see what God will do through our, our walking in faith and, and functioning in faith and see what he'll do in our lives this year. Amen.